0: Okay, well, welcome back to our podcast, and my name is Jim Hughes, and this is the Gospel according to Jesus. And I want to open up today uh, with a couple of scriptures. And the first one is found in First 1 Corinthians 1:18. It says, "For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But listen to this, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God." And the second one is Psalms 41. It says "I waited patiently for the Lord." And he reached down to me, and he heard my cry. He brought me up out of the pit of destruction, out of the mud, and he set my feet on a rock, making my footsteps firm. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and will trust in the Lord. And our theme scripture all along is Amos 8.11. It says, Behold, days are coming, declares the Lord God. When I will send a famine on the land, not listen to this, this is so important, not a famine of bread, I mean, we don't have that problem in America, or a thirst for water, we don't have that problem in America, but listen, but rather for hearing the words of the Lord. And that's, that's what we're in desperate need of in America right now. And our podcast today is called Despair Not. And first, before I get into this podcast, I wanted to just say, if you're a believer, If you're listening to this podcast and you've been born again, you've committed your life to Christ, we rejoice in your salvation. That is the greatest thing that you'll ever do in your life. It doesn't matter how successful in life you are. That one event, that event where you committed your life to Christ is the greatest thing that you'll ever do in your life. And we just rejoice with you. The cross is truly the key to your redemption, and you've obeyed that. And we rejoice in the fact that you're saved. You're born again and God knows you, and he's written your name down the Lamb's Book of Life. And if you're listening and, and that hasn't happened to you, you, you say, well, wait a minute, Jim, I, I'm, I've, I've never done that. I've gone to church, I've read the Bible, but I've never I committed my life to Christ. Well, just hang on. We're going to give you an opportunity to do that at the end. So I'm so excited about today's podcast uh, because I have with me today our pastor of Grand Parkway Church in Porter, Texas, And Pastor Glenn Jolliway, welcome to the Gospel According to Jesus podcast. And Pastor, I just want you to take some time and tell our audience about yourself and how you got into the ministry.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, uh, Brother Jim, for having me today. Yeah, um, I get called by God when I was 16, Uh, went to a youth camp, and uh, they gave an altar call for those who, you know, uh, wanted to or felt like they were called into ministry. And uh, I ran down to that altar and had such an urgency to preach the gospel Amen. and uh, got any opportunity I could, you know, started, you know, uh, clubs in high school for, you know, Jesus uh, after school things or kids came down to the church where I went and uh, got involved in youth group and children's church and any area of the church I could serve. And uh, uh, man, God's been so good. I'll never forget my uh, former pastor, the late pastor Joe Barnes. He looked at me and said, Glenn. If you're really called by God, you'll never get away with, you'll never get away from it. And he was absolutely right. Um, and that's been my life since I was, you know, 18 years old and uh, I enjoy serving God, uh, um, you know, and, and God's been so good.
0: Amen. That's a, that's a great testimony, pastor. Today's podcast is despair not. And a couple of weeks ago you had a sermon about despair and loneliness, um, I know a lot of folks, uh, struggle with loneliness and despair and your message was so anointed and it really ministered to me. And I just want you to take some time and give us an overview of that message and just share your heart about what prompted you to preach that message and to share with the audience, uh, what the Lord put on your heart there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, like you said, it's something that so many people deal with, you know, we don't want to admit it, you know, uh. But it is and it is an aspect of of an emotional thing that we deal with in our life. Um, But, yeah, God put it on my heart uh, to talk about uh, despair, to talk about loneliness. Um, And uh, it was uh, just I think it was a timely message. My wife and I talked about it right after church. And she said, you know, Glenn, she said, whether you know it or not, there's a lot of people within the church. A lot of people needed to hear what you had to say on that day. And she said it was one of her favorite messages of all time. And she doesn't tell me that every week. So that was very, very encouraging. But it was just one of those things where I prayed and asked the Lord for direction and guidance. We were in the middle of a of a series. We we're actually closing out a series um, at our church, and it was just something the Lord prompted me to, to minister on. And, you know, I, I got in there, and um, as the Lord gave me the words, I got up there and shared the, the gospel and preached the Word of God. So,
0: Amen. Well, kind of go into that message a little bit. Um... You know, you 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 talked about it. You gave a, a couple of scriptures and, and maybe you can just share that with our audience. Ab- what, what the Lord. Ab-
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what I used the text from was in Acts 16, 22 and 23, and it was referring to Paul and Silas. And I'll read the scripture to you. It says that the multitude rose up against them. And the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods and when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them secure, securely. Um, and of course, this is referring to Paul and Silas, who was thrown into prison. And I kind of broke this scripture down uh, in the message. And I kind of talked about all the different things that they went through. It, it's amazing when you read the word and when you really break things down. Uh, just to give you an example in this in this verse and these two verses right here, we learned that number one people rose up against them, them referring to Paul and Silas. Uh, Number two, we learned that they were stripped of their clothes. Uh, Number three, we learned that they were beaten with rods. And then number four, they were, uh, you know, thrown into prison. You know, and if any one of these things happened to us on a daily basis, we would consider it a bad day. You know, if people were against us, uh, if we were stripped of our clothes, if we were beaten, if we were thrown into prison, if any one of those things happened, It would be considered a bad day and it would be very uh, disturbing for us and discouraging for us. And yet Paul and Silas went through all these things. And the amazing thing about it is right after we read in verse verse 23, right after two verses later, when we read that they're in prison, we don't find them in despair or loneliness, even though they probably were feeling those things. They didn't wallow in self-pity. The Bible says in Acts 16, 25, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Paul and Silas knew that while even though they were in a very tough place, I mean, like I said, they got people against them. They were beaten. They They were stripped of their clothes. They were publicly humiliated, and they were thrown into prison. And yet all those things, all those things, they found their strength and source, and they turned to God. And and they were praising God. I mean, that's amazing Amen. when you really begin to think about it. And so uh, it was just, uh, it was just, it was just, it was amazing to me. And it's very applicable to our lives. Uh, you know, that's the amazing thing about the Word of God. We read the Word; it's 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 a real life, uh, the real things that happen in life. All many years ago, you know, we're reading stories of people who live life on this earth. And these things actually happen, and yet they were so long ago. And yet we can we can relate to them, and yet we can we can we can we can understand that you know what we can be relatable to the situation that Paul and Silas went to. No, we maybe never have been thrown in prison, or or maybe we've never been beaten or stripped naked publicly. But we go through things on Earth, and we go through things in life. And sometimes this world is very. This world is a very, I made the statement Wednesday night, this world is a very tough place to live at times. Uh, It doesn't mean it's impossible. It doesn't mean that we can't, but it's a very tough place to live. And yet, our source and our strength is God. And in in those moments of loneliness and those moments of despair, moments that we all face, there are times in our life where we need to remember to turn and trust in God.
0: Yeah, and I I was uh, speaking to you about this yesterday, but... Leonard Ravenhill is one of my, my favorite authors, um, great evangelist, um, has gone on to be with the Lord, worked a lot with uh, David Wilkerson and Keith Green and that whole group, Last Day's Ministries. But he said that in one of his books, uh, Why Revival Tarries, he said that um, that it's harder to live for Christ today because of the impact of the world on the believer, the church, the family. and the fact that we're just surrounded by so many different ways to be attacked by the enemy that, you know, although you did a great job of talking about what Paul went through, um, he, he didn't have the media like we have today and the, the opportunities to see things that, you know, you know, humans shouldn't be seeing, um, the death, the destruction, all that's going on in the world. Um, you know, it brings a lot of despair. So. When you're talking to people about this, and I know you 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 counsel, you minister, you you have to pray with people about this. How do you how do you talk to them about it? What do you what do you say to them?
1: Absolutely, and you know each situation is different and each situation is unique. You know, but I do always try to go back to the Word and find a scripture and share. Uh, just yesterday, as a matter of fact, somebody reached out via a text message and said, "I'm just having a bad day. I'm sad. I'm I'm hurting," and you know just I went quickly. It's amazing that we have Bibles on our phones and no matter where we are, we get to carry the word with us. And I was able to take a scripture, copy and paste and send it to them. But, you know, just going back to the Lord, he is our source and he is our strength. Um, With that being said, and knowing that doesn't mean it's not easy. Uh, And even for me as a pastor, as a minister, just because I'm a pastor and minister, I'm living life just like the rest of everyone else, you know, and it's, it's tough. Uh, It's a very tough world that we live on, but we understand that God is our source God is our strength and we we do our best to help them. But when I know somebody is specifically dealing with loneliness and despair, reminding them they're not alone because, you know, that's what the enemy, I think that's what the enemy wants. He wants to isolate us. He wants to make us feel alone. And yet we're not because, number one, he's God's with us every step of the way of our life. But we do have a community of believers, a community of people in our life that help us. And, um, that's where we can get our, you know, comfort and encouragement from at times.
0: Amen. You know, Psalms 34 says the righteous call out and the Lord hears them. And I think that's so important what you're saying there, because, um, as you said, many, many times in that message, uh, that, you know, we know the end of the book. We know how this, how this ends. We know that we win and, um, we know God's on our side and he's there for us. And And when we call out to him and it could be as simple as like you said, you're driving in your vehicle, you're, you, you just cry out to God. You just ask him, talk to him, ask him to, to, to help you with, with these issues because the the world surrounds us and the world tries to bring us down, but the scripture brings us up. Amen. I mean, there's, okay. there's so many scriptures that, that uh, if we had time, I could, I could go through that that are just so uplifting. The one I just read is one of them. But uh, when you're dealing with people and you're you're talking to them about it, do you feel like that a lot of times that uh, people do everything else but go to God?
1: Sometimes uh, I think it's amazing. We, you know, this world offers a lot. Uh, The world that we live in offers a lot, and there are a ton of resources. There are a ton of things we can turn to. But, you know, as I said, it, we only always point back to the cross, point back to him. But absolutely, I think so many times we try so many different things. Think about society and how we're shaped and made. We live in a very fast pace. We want you know things done quickly. We want a, an answer right now. And I think sometimes we need to remember that God works in his time and his way. Um, you know, God is always working. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting into my message a little bit on Sunday morning. But God works in his way and his time. For us, sometimes it's uh, we want it, we want the problem fixed now. We want it right then, right there. And I think sometimes we get a little impatient and instead of trusting in God. And uh, as I said, our faith and, and the words trusting in God, sometimes easier said than done.
0: Yeah, you know, the whole world is searching for answers, and it's so important for us as believers. Um, to verbally communicate that God has the answers and he's given us the answers. And I want to tell you a little story. Um, I mentioned it to you yesterday, but, uh, I was at a family reunion, uh, last week with my family and this is on my dad's side. So this is the Hughes side of our family. And he, he, our whole family is from Arkansas on that side. My mom's side is from Virginia, but my dad's side is from Arkansas. And so we were there and it was just a, family reunion and we were just kind of hanging out talking you know you you, typically on family reunions you just do a lot of eating and uh, Mm a lot of eating a lot of eating meetings and uh (laughs) and so that's what we were doing and then my cousin who's kind of the historian in our family um he's roughly the same age as as i am it's uh uh my my dad's brother's uh nephew and um so we were just talking, he said, you know, there's a, there's an old cemetery, not very far from where we are right now, just a couple of miles. And most of the Hughes family, you know, are, are buried there, um, from the 1800s. And so why don't, why don't we just go over there and just kind of look around? So, you know, I, I guess you get to a certain age that those things are okay. I mean, if I was probably in my twenties, I probably thought that was weird, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, uh, you get to a certain age where those things are kind of cool. So we went and, yeah. and it was it was fascinating to see the, the tombstones of people all the way back into the early 1800s that were part of our family. Um, You know, and, and as you're, as you're just walk, walking around looking at them and he was kind of giving us a play by play of, well, this is, you know, granddaddy's brother's uh, wife right here or sister or, or, you know, just giving us a play by play of who these folks were. And it was really cool and interesting. Then I noticed this, uh, this grave, off to one side, um, that looked like it was fairly new. Um, and my cousin had told me that they, they typically didn't bury anybody else there. Um, right. It, it cause it was old. Uh, there's still people keeping it up and, you know, watering it and mowing the lawn, that kind of thing, but they just don't have a lot of real estate left. And so I noticed that grave. And so I said, what, I wonder what that is. So I walked over there and and there was a tombstone. It was very nice. And it had uh, the name of a of a young man that passed away. And he was only about 16. And the gravestone was from 2018. So he'd been there for a, a few years, four years. And so it still looked fairly new. Um, but I noticed that uh, there was this water bottle there and it had a picture of this young man on it. And so I just reached down and obviously had been there a long time. So it faded quite a bit. They had done some things to prevent it, those, that picture from fading, but you can still make it out. But, but what was so interesting pastor is on that water bottle. It Mm -hmm. said, help stop bullying. And I'm like, huh? So we, we just sat and talked about it. And, um, my brother and his wife are from that area. And I asked him, I said, well, do you recognize that name of anybody that you remember that committed suicide? And, and my brother's sister said that she thought it looked familiar um, she she wow. wasn't exactly sure of the of the circumstances behind the young man's death but we just kind of speculated that you know he had taken his own life and the right. only thing that i could really think about as i was thinking about him and what he mm-hmm. was going through during this time was he was in tremendous despair and yes. loneliness and depression and uh, you know i wish i wish he would have been alive and he could have listened to your message and and let's listen to the fact that you know God has a plan. He has yes. He has tools. He has things that we can do as, as believers to help us overcome the loneliness and depression that we that we struggle with. And um Absolutely. you know, this we just sat there and kind of pondered that. And I, I got, you know, just kind of really emotional as I was thinking about that young man and how you know how he must have felt when you know he decided to to do that if if that in fact that's what he did. Now I'm not giving it I'm not sure. giving any names for that reason because I'm not sure. Um right. and like I said my my sister in law she had kind of investigated the name and she really couldn't find out any much anything much about it. But if he did, if he was in such despair, you know God has a way. And God has a way of helping us with that. I mean, I know I have struggled with that. You mentioned that you've struggled with that. You yes. minister to people all the time that struggle with this. and But God yes, has a way. and He has a way of helping us with that. And Amen. I just want to tell you today, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're saying, you know, Jim and Pastor Glenn, I, I'm that. I'm that person. I, I struggle with this. And if that's you, you're in this despair. God has a way for you. And that way is to commit yourself to the Lord and ask him to forgive you of your sins. You know, the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's no exception to that. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, Queen Elizabeth, who just passed away, who who was a very, very strong believer. A lot of people don't know that. Yes. She was a very strong believer in Christ. And um, if it's even if it's if if you if you're at her station or if you're, you know, poor and, and living on the street, whatever it is. God has a way, and because all of us are sinners, there's no exception to that, and if you're that person, and you want to have a way to help you overcome the depression, the the despair that you find yourself in right now, then Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except by Him, and I want you just to pray this with us today. I want you just just to Calm yourself, calm your spirit, calm your mind, and think about this. And I want you to pray this with us. If you're ready, if you realize you're a sinner and you need a Savior, to say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I've made mistakes in my life, and I need to come clean. I need to be forgiven for these mistakes. Please come into my life. Make me a new person. I thank you right now, Lord, that you have forgiven me of all of my sins. And you have written my name down, the Lamb's Book of Life. And from this day forward, I vow to follow you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming into my heart. And thank you, Lord Jesus, that I'm going to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Well, amen. Well, if you prayed that today, I'm just so excited. I know Pastor Glenn's so excited that you prayed that today. And we just want to encourage you in that. And if you want to give your testimony, if you want to talk to somebody about that. My email is jimhughes71 at hotmail.com. And I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your testimony. I would love to hear what God's doing in your life and just uh, appreciate you listening. And until next time, God bless you. Thank you.